Welcome to Business Blurb You and the Women Running Businesses podcast. My name is Francisca Lee, and I'll be your host. If this is your first time listening to Women Running Businesses, we are a weekly podcast that brings successful female entrepreneurs in every week to dive deeper into their minds. So stick around to your authentic and honest conversations surrounding entrepreneurship and make stay in the loop. Today, we have a very special guest, Kelly Jones. Kelly is the founder of Kelly Jones Law, where she works to counsel entrepreneurs, small business owners, and online coaches through the process of legally protecting their business. Kelly, we're so glad to have you on here today. Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Of course. So let's start off with chatting about your law firm. When and how did you start it? Sure. So I actually opened my law firm last summer, so it's not quite a year old, but almost there. And I opened my own firm because I was actually working um, at a private litigation firm um, here in New York. And with courts being closed for COVID, um, our business, was we weren't getting that much business. So um, after a while, I ended up being let go from the firm um, in early June. And then I kind of realized that, well, one, I hated going to court every day and, do, you know, practicing in that type of law anyway. Um, so I decided instead of trying to find another job that involved a lot of court and litigation that I probably would also not really love, I decided to pivot and open my own online firm instead. Oh, my God. I mean, it's making uh, lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> yes, Exactly. <laughs> So what is, tell us a little bit about what your firm primarily focuses on. I know you work a lot with entrepreneurs, but what does that kind of entail? Yeah, so there's a couple of different things. Um, but one, probably the main thing that I do is with trademark registration in the U.S. And the great thing about that is that because trademarks are federal, it's filed through the United States um, Trademark Office, It doesn't matter where exactly the people that I help are, whereas a lot of other types of law, you can only help people in your state or whatever state you're licensed in. Mm -hmm. Um, So trademarks, because it's federal, I have clients all over the U.S. and sometimes even out of the U.S. as long as they're filing in for trademark registration inside the U.S. Um, So that is one of the probably the the thing that I do the most in my firm. Um, And then Some other things are contracts. I help business owners with um, all different types of contracts, agreements, um, but that also is state law. So I can only custom draft contracts for people in either New York or Tennessee where I'm licensed. Um, But I do have contract templates, which are kind of like what most people in the online business space use just because we're always working with people that kind of tend to be like all over, not necessarily in our state. Um, So that is kind of like an easier, more like cost effective way where they can just purchase the template and customize it themselves uh, with like my instruction booklet and everything. Um, Those are the two biggest things. And then I also help with overall like business strategy, really like stepping into that CEO role and um, kind of like, you know, learning like what investments might be more beneficial as you're starting a business, because of course, every entrepreneur that starts a business <laughs> usually doesn't know what to do to start a business. Right. I saw that you uh, are offering something called the CEO Starter Studio. Um, yeah. Is that what you're talking about with like kind of helping pe- people with their business strategy? Yes. Yeah, so that is a 
three-month program where we basically kind of go through everything that you need. We touch on marketing, sales, financial, legal. You get all of my contract templates. You get, you know, like profit and loss statements so you can start tracking your finances. And we kind of start to build out your systems depending on whatever type of business it is, like, you know, where you book people for scheduling and like have your contract and invoices set up and everything like that. Basically the, the main like foundation that you need to really start your business. And then after that, then you can go and continue to like build it and grow it and scale it after. That's awesome. Okay. So obviously you went to law school, so the law part's probably easy. Did you have a lot of business experience before starting your own business? Um, I had a varying amount. So I worked at a fairly small law firm. So I did get to see a lot of like the behind the scenes stuff of like, you know, building a a business. Um, And because I had been there for a number of years, I was getting like more and more involved in things like, you know, just interviewing and like hiring and like training people and stuff like that. Um, And also like a little bit of marketing. Um, and then actually, while I was working there, I was also um, kind of like a part time fitness entrepreneur on the side, I was teaching uh, spin classes and boot camp classes. So I had started using Instagram years ago to market for fitness. So I had pretty much a solid like digital like marketing background from using social media for that. And I've taken like, courses and had coaches and stuff for that years ago so I think that was also something that really helped because I already had such like a a marketing foundation already right that's awesome and I saw that you do a really good job at branding yourself on social media do you do all of your social media yourself or do you outsource it to somebody else Thank you. Yes, I do it all myself. Um, I find it's like kind of like my creative outlet as well. So I really like doing the social media. And I don't I don't know that it's something that I would ever really like consider outsourcing for me personally, except for um, I actually just hired a a Pinterest VA, just because, you know, that (laughs) seems like something that someone else could help with. Uh, But aside (laughs) from that, I I like doing my social media. Right. I, I, I took a look at Pinterest to look at how they market and it's absolutely insane. Like it's a whole different world from Instagram. It absolutely is. It's, you know, it's just like completely different, mysterious thing. So it's just easier to hire someone who specializes in that since it's really nothing like any of the other social media platforms. For sure. And uh, you have 17,000 followers on TikTok. How have you kind of leveraged that platform since TikTok is such a powerful platform to be using? Yeah, it is. Um, You know, it's it's funny because I, I, I mean, like, I feel like I'm not like the typical maybe like lawyer because like I'm on TikTok <laughs> and stuff. Um, so people are like, you're a lawyer, but you're on TikTok. I'm like, yeah, I am because a lot of entrepreneurs are on TikTok. Um, especially a lot of like younger entrepreneurs, um, just starting a business or, you know, in the early stages of their business. And I've actually gotten quite a few clients, um, from TikTok. Um, I had a viral TikTok back in like February about, um, steps that you take after you file your LLC. 
And that is kind of really where I got like a lot of my following um, because it had like 500,000 views. And like, that's where I got pretty much most of the followers from. Um, And so, yeah, I've just found like kind of staying fairly consistent on TikTok has helped. And it's also brought people over from TikTok to then they'll either email me or go right to my Instagram and then like either DM me or purchase something or sign up for something um, from there. So it's been really great. And I feel like TikTok is just like people get to know you a little bit quicker or feel a little bit more connected to you from that like video connection. So it's really been helpful for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And let's talk a little bit about like actually starting a business. So since I know a lot of our listeners (laughs) on the podcast are future business owners. Mm -hmm. So kind of at a high overview level, what is like the number one thing someone should do legal when they're thinking about starting their own business? Yeah, so the main things are really, I mean, it kind of depends on exactly what business, if it's service-based or product-based. If you're starting a service-based business, I normally say that like the number one thing you should do legal-wise is get a contract and this can just be a contract template like you don't have to spend thousands hiring a lawyer to custom draft it for you yet um so get that template for whatever type of you know if you're taking a client get that client contract that way you're really protecting your business right from the beginning and then if you are a product-based business or starting a product-based business the number one legal thing to do really is check with your state level and your county level, usually like online on their state and county websites for any type of business licenses, uh, tax, like sales tax and other types of license requirements that you might need to actually be doing business wherever you're doing business. Um, Because that's a lot of things that people start their business and don't really think about that right away. And then it can cause a lot of problems if they didn't like collect sales tax or have a specific business license for whatever they needed to in their county so doing those things are are probably the first things you should do right it's better to you know spend a little more time and money up front than having to catch up later on right yes exactly and um yeah it's kind of all about like taking it one step at a time like if you have a product-based business you know some of those licenses and stuff are not that expensive um like you know sometimes it's 25 dollars or so to just get whatever license your county requires and then at least you have that and then you can kind of like build on other legal stuff after that you know like your llc or anything else that you might want to get um you can kind of take it like one step at a time um you know after you start maybe like making sure that this is going to be a business not a hobby and that you know you're starting to actually like um um, you know, kind of make any sales and, you know, show that it's actually going to go somewhere um, before, you know, spending just thousands of dollars on all these things that you think you need to start a business. Right. I know you mentioned that trademarking is like one of the bigger things that you do. Was that something you set out intentionally? Like, I want to help people with their trademarks. Or was that something you kind of stumbled into that was like, hey, a lot of people need this. I can really niche myself in that. Yeah, so it kind of actually was a little bit of both. Um, I was interested in like the intellectual property area a lot when I was in law school, but it's kind of hard to break into that area um, on your own without any type of like 
mentorship or like working at a firm that does it first um just Mm -hmm. because like it it is not as simple as it appears to be I guess um but last summer uh, I actually came across someone uh, a lawyer online who helps mentor attorneys with trademarking she has like a solely trademark practice and she helps other attorneys uh do kind of do the same thing that she does um so she is my trademark mentor and that kind of made it like a little less scary to do it on my own because I knew that like if I had questions um I could go to her and also kind of just her encouragement of seeing her grow a huge successful firm just on trademarks kind of gave me the like courage like okay I can do this too. If she could, I can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so why is trademarking so important for a new business? So trademarking is the only way that you can actually have ownership over an, a name, whether it's a business name or your program name, your course name, anything really. Um, a lot of people think that like you're getting your LLC, so you're going to own that name. But the LLC is really, it's for your liability protection, and it's just kind of holding that name for you in the state that you you file the LLC in. But if you file your LLC for a certain name in one state, 49 other people can file that same name in all the other states. And that doesn't really do anything for you know brand recognition, and you, you don't have any ownership over that name because it... it there could be so many people with that name. And even in your state, there could be still people with a very similar name. So when you trademark, you really get ownership over that name. That way, you can't have 49 other people with the same (laughs) name. And you can't have anyone with even a similar name within the same type of area of like goods and services. So someone could pop up with the same name as you if it's completely unrelated, like there's Dove chocolate and Dove deodorant. And those can exist because you wouldn't really think that like the same, the same company owns both the chocolate and the deodorant because they're, <laughs> you know, kind of unrelated. Um, but you can prevent someone like if you're Dove chocolate, you can prevent a Dove, like maybe like candy bar or something from popping up, which mm-hmm. is going to be helpful for your like business that way, you know, it's only you and you don't have anyone else coming up that's that's similar or could be confusing to your name. Right. Yeah, that's so important. I didn't even know that LLC only protects you in your state. Yes. So do you recommend people instantly trademark their business name uh, when they start a business or wait, you know, a few months, see if it's actually successful and then trademark? So that's kind of tough. But normally what I recommend is it kind of, it also depends on your funds, obviously, because trademarking is not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, I, I do usually recommend that if you're going to file your LLC, that at least do a very basic search on your own um, of the, the United States trademark database just to see what's registered. That way you don't file an LLC for something or, you know, name your company something that someone already has because then you'd be infringing on them if it's in, you know, a related area. Um, or something that is too similar that they could still potentially send you a cease and desist for. 
and then, you know, forcing you to rebrand. So this is a free search that you can do. Um, it's not a like foolproof method because it's not super in-depth like ones that like I would do when we actually start the trademarking process. But it's still a pretty good way to at least avoid like directly infringing on someone. Um, and this is just, you know, you go to the, the trademark website and do it. Um, I have an IGTV video showing like how to do this. It, it, it's pretty quick. Um, to do or you can just type in like USPTO T-E-S-S for um, that's what the trademark search is called uh, the search engine um, mm -hmm. and then just basically type in whatever name it is that you're thinking of um, and see kind of what pops up right yeah so a lawyer can be very expensive so you know any legal <laughs> troubles will probably be super expensive what is a mistake that you see entrepreneurs making um like legal wise that could be easily avoided probably the biggest mistake that I see is people not getting contracts right away and then they'll come to me saying like either you know my client didn't pay what do I do or my client copied my work or uh, you know a purchaser bought like some type of passive product and I see it like copied they're like reselling something very similar or um, you know copying content somehow or sharing a login basically all of these things that have to do with <laughs> not having a contract or a, a good contract um, so that is kind of the the main thing and that's also why I say it's like the number one thing you should get because if you have that it can really either avoid or minimize just so many problems that new business owners tend to run into. Right. Yeah. Contracts are so important to kind of protect you and like, just make sure everything is going the way you want it. <laughs> exactly. And it really just like, it sets the boundaries of your like relationship with whoever you're working with kind of right away. Um, I mean, granted, if, you know, if they read the contract, right? But, <laughs> but it should set that like those relationships, that boundaries right off the bat, because it, it should even have things like, you know, if you're a coach, and you are have clients, you want to have like your office hours set in there, or whatever exact expectations you want them to have. Because having as much as you can in the contract can really minimize like, problems that come up even just from like a lack of communication in the relationship right yeah okay so this question is one that I am super curious about since I just recently started thinking about law school but oh. what was your experience like in law school um definitely interesting <laughs> um it was gosh it feels like it's so long ago now um like it just feels so different thinking about it now that I'm like, you know, years out of it. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely, I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's kind of like you just know that, okay, you're putting yourself through this for three years and then that's it, you know? So it's kind of like you always have an end date in sight and mm -hmm. it's just like little like mini like I mean, the whole thing is kind of like a marathon, but it's like little sprints throughout, like, you know, semester, then you get a break, another semester break. Um, so it's kind of just like having the endurance really to get through three years of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it. It's, yeah. you know, because even if, um, 
you know, I, I used to say only go to law school if you know exactly what you want to, to do with it. And I do kind of somewhat think that still. Um, but I also was someone who did not really know what I wanted to do with it <laughs> after. Like I didn't have like a set area of law that I was dead set on doing since, you know, I was like born or something like some people do. Um, but I still like eventually found my way into something that I really liked that kind of made it all worth it. Yeah. Were there like a couple of different fields of law that you were interested in, like after law school or were you like, I'll take the first job that comes up and figure out (laughs) to do from there. My problem, I think, was that I had interests in, like, a lot of different things. So I was just like, I'll do, like, you know, I want to do this or this or this. And then also a lot of things that I was interested in involved going to court a lot, which I didn't really want to do. But um, I've tried different things. I worked for two different nonprofits. Then I worked in a private firm. I worked in a big private firm during law school. Um, So I've kind of had experience in like all different areas uh, doing all different things. Um, So yeah, I kind of just had like interested in everything, which kind of made it hard to like decide which way to go really. Right. Yeah. So did you start your firm um, planning on always like, I want to work with business owners and entrepreneurs, or did you ever think that you wanted to start your firm to, you know, do something else? Um, No, it was definitely just working with entrepreneurs. And I actually, until I lost my job, I was always dead set against opening my own firm. (laughs) Because (laughs) um, it just like seemed like, it would be so much work. And I mean, it is so much work. But, um, you know, like, it's, if you really want to do it and really want to make it work, then you can. And like, it was a lot to learn, even just, you know, like all the different licenses you need and like malpractice insurance. And of course, anything else that like business owners run into, like hiring people and you know, doing your taxes and all, you know, all the stuff that like entrepreneurs deal with. It it is a lot. Um, But I think like, if you decide to make that leap, then, you know, it's definitely doable. And now I'm like, I can't imagine not having my own business. So I'm I'm, I'm very glad that I I changed my mind and just did it. (laughs) For sure. And I'm just gonna say quick apologies. It is raining here in Texas. And it's making my dog go crazy. (laughs) So you're going to hear that in the background, but that's part of the fun <laughs> of working at home. Exactly. <laughs> so kind of, Donna, what does your day-to-day kind of look like as a, you know, virtual lawyer, business owner? Mm-hmm. So um, it's it, it varies pretty much. Um, I am a very, like, probably one of the reasons also why having my own business is great for me is because I'm not a morning person. I'm not, like, a super, like, <laughs> I don't have a morning routine. I don't get up at seven. So I kind of just every day is different. Um, Depends on like when people schedule things. I don't let people schedule appointments early every day of the week. So like if I have something at like nine or eight one day, I probably don't the next day. That way I can like (laughs) sleep in um, because I'm so much of like a a nighttime worker. Um, So yeah, I kind of like I, I work pretty leisurely throughout the day and I tend to do more at night. 
Um, and then I have like trademark consultations pretty much like sprinkled throughout the week and just doing um, trademark applications and the search process, which is the first part of the trademark uh, process mm-hmm. um, at different times throughout the week. And I actually just hired a legal assistant um, for her. She's a just finished her first year of law school. So just for the summer. So this is her second week. So that's exciting because I'm going to have someone to help with some of the legal stuff. Oh my God, that's exciting. What's yeah. that process of hiring someone for your business like? It's definitely interesting. <laughs> um, I've hired a couple of different people, like contractors, um, like blog writers, VAs, um, mm-hmm. web designers, pretty much all the things. Um, and it's it doesn't necessarily get easier anytime (laughs) um I pretty much have learned to go off referrals from other entrepreneurs that I fully trust um as like my number one source of like finding people and I mean I definitely have a contract with them and that is definitely like the the best thing that you can do really um it's definitely like for me it's super hard to give up any type of control so that's the biggest challenge for me because I'm very like type a like I want to do everything myself and it has to be like super specific um but of course like if you want to have a big business eventually you really can't do every single thing yourself um so yeah it's about like giving up a little bit of control and learning to like trust someone else with at least some some parts of your business um and kind of also knowing that like most likely you're going to make a bad choice at some point in someone that you hire you know it's not going to work out or something will happen and like you know even as a lawyer like I still made a mistake in someone that I hired last year it did not work out they didn't do what they said they were going to do so you know every it happens to literally everyone so (laughs) yeah I think the hardest part for entrepreneurs is just giving up a little bit of control (laughs) yes because I feel like as an entrepreneur like to be an entrepreneur I feel like you have to you know you're you're at least capable of having like control over all aspects of things because obviously you're building every piece of your business so I think it's really hard for all of us to give up that control yeah and law is still definitely you know one of the more male-dominated fields Mm -hmm. how does it feel to be a women-owned law firm in such a male-dominated field it's um you know it's something that I'm so happy about because working like as a virtual business where you know I'm not going to court or really interacting with many other lawyers that much it's much different than when I was going to court um so I'm definitely like just you know it doesn't really even feel like that I'm like in a male-dominated industry anymore the way that it felt like it every single day when I worked in like a firm where I was the only female attorney I'd go in court and I was one of the few female attorneys and you know that was something that like I actively had to think about and you know deal with kind of every single day 
And now I don't have to at all. Like it just doesn't even things that like used to happen or that I used to have to think about or worry about or be upset about like never happen um, anymore. So it's the last year has been very amazing in that aspect (laughs) too, but it's definitely hard, especially for like a lot of new lawyers because, or really any lawyer, I guess, but especially when you're newer to go into that male dominated industry Um, and I think a lot of trademark lawyers, at least that I know, a lot of them are, um, women and running their own, like their own business. Um, so it's kind of nice to, to see so many like women owned firms. Um, and we kind of like all support and like help each other. And it's just really nice to kind of have this little corner of like (laughs) the internet, um, that I didn't know, like could exist in like the legal field yeah that's amazing and then just one last question before we end Mm -hmm. this episode where do you see yourself and kelly jones law firm in the next let's say five years um i definitely want to grow it a little bit but i don't really i don't want to kind of be the firm that like is super big where I have a ton of other attorneys doing like the legal work and stuff and, you know, doing the, Mm -hmm. the other things I hope to have employees for like assistant type of work. Um, but I really like being like a small brand that is very like, when you hire me, you know, that you're getting me and not someone else. Um, and I really like that. I'm the one, you know, on the calls and they, you know, people that hire me can trust that, I'm the one that is doing their search report. I'm the one that is advising them. And I'm the one that, you know, is the one answering their emails and questions and stuff like that. Um, So definitely growing in both like the legal and the business mentorship aspect, um, but still kind of remaining, you know, not, not like I I never want to be like too, too big of a firm or anything and definitely still remaining virtual that way I can, hopefully be traveling to all different places by then yes that's awesome and i think that is a great place to end the episode for Mm -hmm. our listeners make sure to tune back in next week for a new episode of women running businesses and kelly thank you so much for taking the time today to chat with us yeah thank you so much for having me